It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels, and it's going to be a quick one tonight in no particular order. What happened today at the Supreme Court? You had none other than affirmative action overturned. Now, as a white Caucasian male, part of the patriarchy, I see no reason to have affirmative action in the books any longer. Maybe at some point it was worth it because there was, in fact, racism, and it was systemic. It was rampant. Not being able to sit anywhere you want on the bus, having to drink from different water fountains, and God knows what other kinds of degenerate-style laws were put into place to keep black people down. So you needed affirmative action at some point in, in the, uh, the nation's history. But these days, I really don't think it was necessary anymore. And Biden was not very happy about this. He said, this is not a normal court. Well, too effing bad. Because this is what makes America. It is the separation of powers. It is the judicial branch, the executive, the legislative. They all come together to create the laws in the United States and run it and so on and so forth. So what? What he's trying to do is he's trying to start the dialogue to pack the Supreme Court. And also, they're going to make a concerted effort to try and get Justice Thomas out of the Supreme Court. They don't like him. They really don't like him. But that's too bad. But that's too bad. Because this will now start the ball rolling to fight against all of this kind of behavior in employer environments. Because... I can tell you there are plenty of huge companies out there that want what they call oh, equity and diversity candidates. So that means that they are saying no to qualifications and yes to racism. Essentially, that's what it is. We're not going to hire you because you're white. Or, as in this case, we're not going to accept you into college because you're Asian. We have more black people to hire for our quotas or admit into college than Asians. I'm so sorry. Well, that ain't going to fly no more. Erica Marsh, brain-dead moron from the Bill Gates clan. She's friends of the Bill Gates family. She tweeted today, and she decided to try and desperately walk back this tweet, which, I'm sorry, doesn't fly. She said today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. This idiot just said black people are too dumb to get into college. And we need affirmative action because the standards to get into college do not cater to the intelligence level of black people. This is the kind of idiocy that you're dealing with on the left. And these globalist nonsense jerk-offs. These people are idiots. How stupid do you have to be? 
first off, I'm pretty sure that black people are intelligent enough to compete with, I don't know, Asians, Hispanics. Name it. Name it. There's plenty of opportunity now. Now, there's a different argument to be made with upbringing, home environment, and the amount of money you've got, and how much you can focus on your studies as you're growing up. But as far as saying, like this idiot, Erica Marsh says, oh, they're too stupid. We, I mean, this is the very epitome of racism, and she's out there grandstanding, pretending to be some social justice warrior that's sticking up for black people whilst calling them too stupid to get into college. <laughs> I mean, come on. How This person should go away. And she decided to try and walk it back. And, oh, no, that's not what I really meant. You're reading too... You're, you're just reading the surface of my tweet. It's a lot deeper than what you think. Is it? Is it really that much deeper? Because I really don't think so. I just think you're an idiot. And you genuinely think on some level that black people are stupider than white people and so on. So please save us all of this. And Katanji Brown Jackson, Supreme Court Justice, was very upset that affirmative action got overturned, along with Barack Obama, Big Mike, Joseph Biden, and so on, with let-them-eat-cake obliviousness, Miss Jackson writes. Today, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colorblindedness for all by legal fiat. But deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. And having so detached itself from this country's actual past and present circumstances, the court has now been lured into interfering with the crucial work that UNC and other institutions of higher learning are doing to solve America's real-world problems. What? First off, you don't start sentences with the words and, or, but. So, that is something you should really brush up on. Maybe take a course in MLA. And being a justice, you should probably know that, since you probably have a staff to do your writing. No one benefits from ignorance, she says. Although formal race-linked legal barriers are gone, race still matters to the lived experiences of all Americans in innumerable ways, and today's ruling makes things worse. Oh, mm. so upset. So just beside herself. Too bad. Honestly, too bad. Do I want everybody in this country to have a fair shot at an opportunity? Absolutely. Because that's what America is all about. Do I think that everybody... Regardless of race, I'll even say this, regardless of socioeconomic factors, has an opportunity to make themselves great in this country. Absolutely. Do you want to know what would help people? What would help people is training on how to focus on their desires and passions and make people pay them to live out their desires and passions, like broadcasting. That's what you should teach people. 
You should teach people, what do you love doing? If you were to wake up every single day for the rest of your life and make no money, what would you want to do? Okay, you want to do that? Now let's figure out how to make money by doing what your passion is, what your drive is. That's what you should be focusing on. Not going to college, not all this other stuff. Because I'll tell you what, college these days, it's a racket. It's a racket. How many tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt do people get into these days simply because anybody can get any loan that they want? That's not how college should be. That doesn't teach you anything. The only thing college taught me was how to frame an argument. And it wasn't even a good argument, by the way, because the way I framed the argument was really tailored to whatever I thought the professor's opinion on the topic was. So it was just catering to an audience. And I also learned that it didn't matter if you took quotes out of context, because you could put things like dot, dot, dot between words to gerrymander the quote and tailor it to what you're trying to prove. It doesn't mean that it was accurate. You, you can totally twist the words of anybody that you're trying to cite. Which brings us to Dr. Fauci and his NIH. And from The Intercept, guess what happens here? Oh, the same thing that Hillary Clinton did. And also Joseph Biden, top advisor to Anthony Fauci at the NIH, admitted that he used a personal email account in an apparent effort to evade the strictures of the Freedom of Information Act, according to records obtained by congressional investigators probing the origin of COVID-19. In other words, Dr. Fauci's number one decided to use his personal email address to coordinate COVID efforts, to talk about, more than likely, classified information. Now, I wonder if it was a secure server he was sending those emails over. This is the same thing that Joseph Biden did. You could do a quick Google search and find all of his stupid email addresses. It's the same thing. Same thing Hillary Clinton did. These people will do whatever they want to do because they lack empathy. They lack morals. So they try to skirt all of the laws. Remember all of this stuff during uh, Trump's presidency, the lead up to the 2020 election? They found out that various gaming console chats were actually being used by people like Comey. Remember that little story? I don't know if you do. But they were coordinating leaks to the press through gaming chat rooms. That's how these people work. They're not interested in justice. They're interested in power. Absolute power. And they won't stop until they get it. Joseph Biden even goes one step further. Because we find out that Joseph Biden had something called a burner phone. Now, what's a burner phone? A burner phone is 
your number two phone when you want to do icky things like order drugs, call up hookers, put hits out on people, or money launder and bribe other individuals across the planet. But you don't want that phone tied to you in any way, so it's usually a burner phone, throw it out, whatever it is. Under a different number, under a different name, nobody's the wiser. Until investigative journalist and Clinton Cash author Peter Schweitzer reveals that Hunter Biden was paying for a global phone from AT&T for for $300 per month. And it was Joseph Biden's own personal burner phone. This enables him to avoid any kind of oversight that he should have in his positions of power. It also allows him to do whatever he wants with Burisma, with various companies in the Ukraine. It doesn't stop. These people need to be reined in. And there was a journalist, John Solomon, decided to call up the number to confirm whether or not this particular phone number was, in fact, Joseph Biden's burner phone. And he said, one of these documents got leaked to me, and it was a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paying for. So I figured this was my chance. I've been trying to get the fair comment from Hunter Biden, so I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the phone, and guess who picked up? Joe Biden. Boy, was he shocked when he got, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up on me. That's right. Joseph Biden didn't want any reporter snooping around his burner phone. Because that means that we know where the bodies are potentially buried. Because with this burner phone, we can now start looking into who knows this number. Who's dialing this number? We can audit and request phone records for all of this. It's a slippery slope. And more and more, these mainstream media outlets are trying to drum up the idea that Joseph Biden's days are numbered. You see more and more stories, more and more damaging allegations that can't be stopped because more than likely, they're true. That's going to be it for me. 15 minutes. You know what to do. Congested, obviously. Last call caravan on all of the social media platforms. And uh, last call podcast with Chris Michaels. And as always, I uh, did a weekly wrap-up with Greg Bolden. So you can go over to Greg's uh, Twitter and also on Apple Podcasts. uh, embolden america with greg bolden and you can hear the weekly wrap-up very very interesting because we also speak about uh what happened with all of these fires so i can't get into it now because my voice is shot but tomorrow when it's posted or today when you're listening to this on friday then you can go over to greg's uh podcast and you can listen to what we talked about when it comes to why these fires and all this smoke is being 
blown across the United States and where it could be potentially coming from. I'll give you a hint. It deals with volcanic activity. So as always, enjoy your weekend. It's 4th of July next week. So do spend time with your family. Go on a bender and forget about everything political. Until next week, with a more glorious smorgasbord of political brilliance with your lovable fuzzball host, Chris Michaels.